Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Blunt Blowing Mama Podcast. I am your host, Shanitria, and I'm back at y'all with another episode. You know, I can't believe I'm still doing this. <laughs> so for people, so for people who don't know, I am a mom to two kids. I've been in a relationship for gosh, like over eight years now. Uh, and the nuts and bolts of it, you know, just getting straight to the point is that I smoke a lot of fucking weed. <laughs> and this podcast is all about all things cannabis and all things parenthood and just trying to normalize that shit, right? Like it should be normal. If women can get slushy drunk off of a bottle of wine, then you can dab yourself into a fucking couch lock. Like why the fuck not? <laughs> why not? So on this episode, I have a super special guest who I've been trying to get on this show for quite some time now. This is a busy ass woman and I'm busy. And so we finally were just like, fuck it. We're just going to do it this week. We're going to record this episode. We're going to make this shit come out. We're going to do it. (laughs) And we actually did it. So Mommy Jane, the Mommy Jane is on uh, this episode. And I think you guys are really going to love our conversation. We talked about talking to our kids about weed. We talked about smoking weed and using weed as a mom. And she even talks about her weight loss journey and how cannabis helps her lose weight, which is amazing. I mean, let's just add that to the list of things that cannabis can help you do for your life. Like, what? (laughs) I was like, I was, I was definitely, uh, taking I was I was definitely taking notes and I will say that you know what one of the strains that she actually mentioned I've actually smoked that one before and I was like oh that one's good for weight loss okay okay (laughs) so you know the more you know for sure um But anyways, before I dive into letting you guys hear the interview with the Mommy Jane and before I talk any further, you know I got to smoke some weed. So this is part of the episode where I sesh with you guys. Um, I'm smoking on some Sunset Kush, which is a, ooh, don't get me lying, but I think it's a sativa um, or it might be a hybrid that's sativa dominant, but I'm just going to call it sativa. I don't remember because... I took it out of his packaging and I put it in my can lock because it helps keep um it helps keep the weed fresh. And can lock is just basically like this plastic container um that keeps like it has like an airtight lid, so it helps keep your weed fresh. Um so I usually just as soon as I get my weed, I take it out of the container or whatever it's in and I put it inside of my can lock. So but the containers usually have like the strain and like all the information about, you know, what I'm smoking and I threw it out so I don't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> what is called Sunset Kush. Um, so yeah, we're, um, not we're, I am about to smoke that. <laughs> and I would love for you guys to join me. So grab your bong, grab your pipe, grab whatever you're smoking out of. You dab in, grab that too. Grab your joint. Let's do this. Let's sesh together.
Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Oh my gosh. Coughing so soon. <coughs> the back of my throat was not ready for that hit. Oh my God, I got to drink some water, y'all. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh my gosh, okay. I feel so much better. I just, oh, I need some water. Okay, let's, let me try another hit. <laughs> So good. I actually have a bit of a headache, so I'm going to finish this bowl and hopefully it makes my headache go away. <laughs> Which is very real. You know, I don't, I can't remember the last time I took like a Tylenol or an Advil or an Aleve or some shit like that. Like, there's just no need for that when you have weed. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why? <laughs> why would I take a pill? Oh, yeah. <sighs> that was like, mm, that was absolute perfection. When I tell you, like, I've had like, ugh, I've been like having a headache for like the past, I don't know, like two hours or something like that. And now like all of a sudden I feel better. I feel so much better. And it's like, thank you, weed. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I'm like knocking into the mic, but um, I feel, I feel so much better. And I, 100% know that it's because of the weed. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I know you guys know, like you, you've had a headache before and probably smoked some weed and felt instantly better. It just sucks that as a parent, sometimes you have to wait two hours before you can medicate with cannabis. Like that's like the shitty part of parenthood that nobody really tells you about. It's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course I smoke weed as a mom. Hell yeah, I smoke weed. Do I smoke weed as often as I want to? No. Do I smoke it when I want to? No. <laughs> and that's just how it goes. You get it You get it when you can. And that's why I, I feel like mom stoners go the heart. It's like mom stoners will smoke anybody under the table because we get it in. <laughs> like, we be smoking weed, weed. <laughs> uh, so me and the mommy Jane, we got high as fuck during this episode. Like we were, by the end of it, we were, so, we were smacked. You guys are going to see the pictures that we took. We were, <laughs> we're like, yep, 
we're high. <laughs> and that's always, that's never a bad place to be in, you know? We, so we were both very happy at the end of everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, um, you know, before I hop into the episode, let me give you guys a quick little update in the life of Shanitria. Um, so what's going on? The baby, he is 10 months old now. And he is, I mean, he never crawls anymore. He walks everywhere. He's just walking. He's, he's actually running. Like, no fucking, like, I think you guys saw the video the other day of him trying to run away when I told him about that he needs to help me clean up his mess and he ran away. Yeah. <laughs> That's my son. <laughs> oh my gosh, it feels so weird to say like, that's my son. Like that feels, oh my gosh, I have a son, y'all. This is so crazy. Yeah, but he's going to be one in January and it feels like, how did we get to one year so soon? I got to start thinking about what I want to do for his birthday. I didn't even think about a birthday party situation. Like there's just been so much stuff going on and I've been so busy with Blunt Boy Mama. Ah, it's true. The second born does get neglected a little bit. <laughs> it's true. It's true because your first born, everything is, everything is new. Everything is just like, you know, oh my gosh, this tiny little person, like I'm responsible for you. And you just want, you want to do everything right. So you do take all the pictures and all the parties and all the toys. And, you know, you just go, you're so extra. But by the time the second one comes, you're like, uh, okay, I've, you know, seen it before, heard it before. There's nothing, you know, like it's cute because it's like, you know, a new baby. But I mean, maybe it's just me. Can anybody really? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, he's going to be one soon. And I got to start thinking about what I want to do for his birthday. So, you know, I definitely I have to start thinking about booking his cake smash. Because, yes, I'm booking a fucking cake smash. Because this little boy is greedy and he loves to eat. So, it's going to be hilarious when I put a whole cake in front of him and just see him try to eat the whole thing. It's going to be... <laughs> My daughter, on the other hand, her cake smash, there was no smashing. She didn't even touch it, actually. We had to, the photographer had to put the icing on my daughter's legs and like put little pieces of the cake around her to make it look like, you know, she smashed it and like she wasn't having it. She didn't want the cake to touch her. I was like, oh, so we're doing this? Really, sis? I got you this like $40 cake from Milk Bar and you're not going to fucking cake smash this beautiful ass birthday cake we got you in this cute ass outfit <laughs> I, I should post the pictures I don't know if you, you guys have ever if I've ever posted them on Blonde Boy Mom but they're pretty fucking hilarious like if I ever need to laugh I just look at my daughter's first birthday pictures <laughs> for her cake smash <laughs> so cake smashes are fun <laughs> I don't know if they're fun for the kids it just depends on the kid my daughter hated her uh her um, one year pictures, <laughs> but my son might not care because he'll probably be too busy trying to eat the whole damn cake. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's my those are my kids, man. That's what's going on. My daughter is so brilliant. She's like writing everything, and she already knows how to write her first and last name. She can spell it and write it. Um, so I'm just really working on her like conversation skills and everything um, because. Actually, you know, I I started giving my daughter CBD. Um, I, I have like a CBD oil like tincture and I put like two or three drops in her milk, like mm, maybe like three times a week, maybe three or four times a week. 
And just because, uh, you know, I've just been doing so much reading about how kids, like their brains are like the most mushy and they they grow the most during, you know, from like infancy to five or infancy to six or something like that. And I'm like, well, she's four. So I want to just get, try to get something in, like, you know, like help her brain be more of a sponge so she can learn more and receive more information and just be smarter. There's nothing wrong with being smart. There's nothing wrong with being a nerd, you know? Like, nobody's ever complained about being too smart, you know? <laughs> so... Yeah, that, that's kind of been my reasoning for that. And, you know, funny enough, she doesn't, she doesn't really get sick that much. And I just think that's because she was breastfed. Breastfed babies are, they have the best immune systems. Like, they are, they have the best. Like, they never get sick. Like, my son, I think he only got sick once. And that's because my daughter was sick and she was touching him. And so he got sick. And so then I got sick and it was just like, everybody was fucking sick. <laughs> It was a mess. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm giving my daughter CBD oil and, um, you know, I haven't noticed anything different with her. She's still the same. She doesn't even notice it's in her milk. Um, and it's it's perfect for in milk because it doesn't like um, stick to the sides of the cup. It stays inside of the milk. So she definitely drinks it. Um, but I put a good amount of milk in there where, you know, it's it's majority milk in the cup, obviously, because it's just two or three drops. Um, but yeah, I just feel like, why not? Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I I really, from everything that I've seen about our endocannabinoid system, like CBD helps our brains and just our bodies so much. And she's growing and developing. So why not make sure that she's never deficient in those areas and make sure that, you know, you know, all systems are go, you know, because so many times in life when we experience, you know, um, moments of like, I, I recently revealed to you guys on Instagram that I had an abortion in 2016, um, like one year after we had our daughter. Um, and it was really difficult for me grieving um, that loss um, because it was a decision that we ultimately made because we knew we didn't want to break up. Like we knew that the stress of like having another baby and the emotional toll it would take on me again and everything. And on top of us just not being in a good place in our relationship and already having a kid, we already had a kid, yo. So it's just like, no, like we absolutely need to make sure that we are protecting us. We are protecting us as a couple because we do want this to work. We just need to figure out how to how to resolve our issues with each other, you know, and how to, how to move forward and adding another person to the mix was not the answer, you know? Um, and so I, I have, I don't regret it. I don't regret the decision at all. It's so hard for me, um, to talk about it because, I grieved, like I grieved for two years. Like I grieved until I got pregnant <laughs> again. Like it, eventually, like I, I kind of didn't grieve as deeply and as much as frequently 
And I kind of diverted that to, okay, I'm just going to make sure I'm ready to have a baby. Like, I was just like, I can, I can get pregnant again. Like I can, we can do this again. (laughs) Like it can happen, but I wasn't like trying to make it happen. But if it were to happen, I wouldn't have been like a whole source thing in the world. Like, so I, and when I found out I was pregnant, I was just like, okay, this is it. Like fine. It just felt like a sign, like everything's going to be okay. Like you don't have to freak out and punish yourself and feel guilty and be, and feel and feel guilty that you feel relieved that you didn't have the baby and just like you know all this shit because like having two kids one year apart I can't even imagine what that would have done to us oh yeah we would have broken up and I would have been a single mom of two kids <laughs> like just being that I I know that's what would have happened so you know, sometimes you just have to do what's best for you. And though may be hard, um, you know, ultimately you your life goes on, you know? <laughs> life goes on. So yeah, that was my little spiel. Oh my gosh, I'm so stoned, y'all. And I'm just talking. <laughs> I'm just talking, 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 but um Let's get into this interview with the Mommy Jane because you guys are definitely going to want to listen to this. Yeah. (laughs) Keep on lighting up. Light up another one. I'll give you time. Spark it. Come on. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Into our conversation. I'm just going to finish smoking this and then I'll put some of this in there. We can start smoking this. Okay, cool. You Uh, tell me when to light everything and I'll just... Just do it. Whenever you want to. Okay. okay. Fine. Might as well just start now. Let's, Might as well let's start get crazy. now. Yeah. Okay. Because last time, last podcast I did, I meant to smoke. And then like halfway through, I was like, we haven't even lit anything. I can't be like, oh, no. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. In the middle, i like, can we smoke? Can we smoke? Excuse me. Excuse can we me. smoke? <laughs> can you time out this, please? Okay. Um, he wasn't as much of a consumer as I am. Um, if you no. know a better way to light joints, let me know. Because Oh, you know, I have that little thing. Okay, um, let me know because I only do this little thing and it always runs down. So if you have a little I have a little time, lighter. Um, that does it perfectly. The Tetra lighter, that does it perfectly. Oh, my God. Give me that light. <laughs> and, you know, it's only 20 bucks. Usually I get a lot of stuff sent to me, but... Oh, you actually bought this. And bought that, it, yeah. that says a lot in our, in our industry. If we actually paid for it, then you it's good. You actually pay for it. Yeah. Oh, hell yes. You just slide it. Oh, thank you. Jesus. When you actually buy something, that says a lot. Yes. <laughs> but it was 20 bucks. I was like, I have $20. This seems like a good investment. It recharges with a battery. Um, so it's amazing. I love it. And it's like for somebody like me who's always fucking up a joint when I'm trying to light it, it's perfection. Same here. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so I'm just going to do my spiel while you do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome back to Blunt Boy Mama Podcast. I am here joined by our special guest, you guys. This has taken months and months to finally come <laughs> to fruition and happen but i'm so glad to have her here i have the great mommy jane she's chiefing away and then i realized that i didn't even bring an ashtray so (laughs) go ahead mama and yeah (laughs) this is is a passion journal yeah it's a law of attraction oh my gosh but you've also been ashing oh yeah i mean it's 
attract all of it. You know, attract an ash trails. I thought I was the only girl that ashed on books and things. I love this book, but <laughs> anywho, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm going to smoke this weed out of this yes. bag really quickly. So we're going to be smoking yeah. a lot of weed guys during this episode. It's all right. So as uh, she was saying, I am the mommy Jane. Um, you may have may know me from Instagram, and I'm a mother and advocate for cannabis and all plant medicine. Actually, um, I found a lot of success through the plant. I've lost a hundred pounds of postpartum baby weight, moms. You already know you can relate to that shit. I gained even more weight with my second child after I had my baby than while I was pregnant. So I had a lot to lose. Yes, but. Wow. What I gained was a relationship with cannabis, a wonderful community that inspires others to do the same. And I'm so grateful to be here today to continue to talk about my journey and my story. Oh my gosh. First of all, I didn't, I know because you have it in your Instagram bio that you've lost over a hundred pounds, like thanks to cannabis, but you didn't say that like it was all fucking postpartum and super postpartum because it wasn't even what I gained during the pregnancy. It was what I gained also after the pregnancy. Oh my god! Because I had postpartum depression, undiagnosed, and I was using alcohol and food to medicate. Because by doctors, we're not taught to talk about that stuff. Really, I mean, no one even even checked on me and asked if I had postpartum depression. Yeah, that's another crazy thing. And and to be honest, I didn't even know what postpartum depression was until after I had my first kid, and I actually had it with her, and I was unaware of it until a friend posted about it like a year and a half later, and I was like. Oh, I had that for sure. I was feeling that isolation. I was feeling that depression and 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 confusion and helplessness that we all tend to feel. I mean, I feel like almost everybody goes through that, you know? Like it's hard to say. I can't generalize, but I feel it's like hard. everybody goes through postpartum depression. <laughs> it's hard. You, they call it like baby blues. Um yeah. When it's not full on depression, but it's hard to distinguish between it's hard to distinguish between um, baby blues and actual. It's like running. I hate when they run like this. You. Oh, I know. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I I no, it's beforehand. Well, we have a backup one just in case. But we also have a Hold lot on. of cannabis. Hold too. that. I'm just gonna go grab the asterisk. I don't want to keep using okay. your book. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, I hate when joints run. I, I, yeah, I someone know. fix that, you guys. <laughs> someone so come I up with a solution. Don't make joints run. <laughs> I want a runless joint. And don't say glass blunts because it's not the same, okay? It's not the same. I do like glass blunts, but it's not the same. No. Um, oh, that's a lovely ashtray. It's $5 from Target. Oh, God bless It's not Target. supposed to be an ashtray, but God bless it's, one in, it's one in my house. What is it, Magnolia? That <laughs> yeah, is Magnolia. If they only knew what we were using it for. <laughs> love Magnolia from Target. Yes. Shout out to Target. Shout out to Magnolia. <laughs> they probably love some CBD. Oh my God. All that hard work they yeah, have to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> you guys, obviously we're getting to the weed. Like this is what we care about. <laughs> we don't care about anything else, but we're here because um, I know that you guys probably follow mommy Jane. And if you don't follow mommy Jane on Instagram, I have no idea what you're doing with your life. Like seriously, you're not even, you should just leave Instagram because <laughs> If you like chaos and cannabis, come on down. <laughs> um, so, you know, when I first started Blunt Boy Mama, I was like looking at moms who this Band-Aid is really coming all the way <laughs> off my finger. You guys, Band-Aid, Band-Aids are like Band-Aid brand. They're, they're the worst. Like it's literally just like slipping off my finger <laughs> and annoying me. <laughs> um, but no, so when I started Blunt Boy Mama, 
I was looking. I was just like, there got to be moms out here who are smoking weed. There got to be women. Oh, yes. uh, you would see like the baddies, you know, like the girls in the bikinis <laughs> and everything smoking out of these big yes. ass bongs in like a really phallic <laughs> yeah. way. And it's just like, <clears throat> can't relate. You know, like I, I feel that way sometimes, but not every post on my page yes. is me looking uber sexy smoking out of a giant ass bong. Man, and the ones that can do it every day, God bless you. How? I don't feel they're not eating. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it wasn't relatable. That was actually half the reason why I started it. Because yeah. I felt like I'm I'm like, who who where do I get my information from? Yeah. Who can I talk to? Because you get so isolated in motherhood. I just moved to a new city and I started the mommy Jane because I felt like I couldn't be the only one that needed another can of mom connection. Yeah, yeah. And you weren't. You weren't like you absolutely weren't, and I, you were inspiring. So like to see you and to see, I think I was the stoner mom, and yes, um, I love her too. Mm-hmm. Marijuana mama, like to see you guys, and I'm just like, okay, I can definitely do this. Like, why not? And I was like, you know what? No shade to mommy Jane and all the other gals, but you guys aren't black. So <laughs> I'm about to like get into like a whole nother market and Hell like really yes. like crush it, but also. You know, like tell people we're out here. Like we totally exist. I'm not a unicorn. There's like tons of other women. Mom smoke weed. Yeah. Black women smoke weed. Yeah. Women smoke weed. Yeah. Women <laughs> smoke weed. Like we smoke weed. And especially moms. I think mm-hmm. moms really go the I've seen nobody can keep up with stoner moms. Like women, I'll smoke with other women and it'll just be like, damn girl. And it's like, even after just having a baby 10 months ago, I can smoke people under the table. <laughs> like that's I just had a baby and I'm like I can smoke people under the table. Like I've been, I practice every single day. (laughs) That's why she's the blunt blowing mama. (laughs) So, I mean, to see, you know, what you've built and what you've grown, it's amazing. Like what was like, you said that, you know, you lost the weight and everything, but like, what was the day that you said, like, I'm going to go on Instagram and create mommy Jane as an account? Like, well, how did that come to be? Uh, it was a two-parter. That earlier that year on New Year's, I asked myself, as one usually does that time of year, mm-hmm. um, what 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 are my goals? You know, what's what, what do you want from me out of 2000 and I think it was 17. Yeah, 2017. Like, what do you want from me, and what can I offer the world? And the message I got immediately was help women. Mm-hmm. So that was resonating for months. I was still in my my turbulent, you know, spiritual awakening of my own life and trying to figure out myself. And, um, once I started to find immense success and saw also a lack of education on top of that, um, my daughter started going to school with her father for the first time. And so I had more free time and I figure why not? Everything I posted on my Facebook and on my, my personal Instagram page was falling to deaf ears, but I knew that my message was still important, whether my family and friends wanted to hear it or not. So I meditated and while I was meditating, the word, the mommy Jane came just struck like lightning. And I checked Instagram immediately to see if it existed. Mommy Jane already existed. I was a mom blogger. And so I just put the mommy Jane in front of it. And that's literally how it happened. Wow. Yeah. I love that you said that 
you had a message and like you were putting it out there, but your family and friends weren't supporting you in the way that, you know, I guess you thought that they would, yes. you know, <laughs> and it's so funny because recently one of my friends, um, she has a podcast called the glow up podcast. And she was talking about, um, how sometimes you can't like expect your friends and family to be your only supporters or they shouldn't be your only supporters because they're not really a good like kind of barometer of like how you're doing and how your message is being received because they may not be your audience. And also they might be miserable themselves. Why are you taking advice from people that aren't living their most authentic life too? Yeah. Yeah. So like just because they're friends and family, if they are supporting you, you really don't want that support because ultimately that means that, you know, um, they're just doing it because they love you. They're just doing it because you're their friend. <laughs> They're just doing it because you're their their cousin or That's sister, true. you know. Damn. So then you you still don't know your audience and it's just like that's not that's no good. Like you should definitely be able to produce an authentic audience and get their feedback and then you'll get true growth. Yeah. That way. That's true. And and find, having a niche. Like I knew right away creating a name like the Mommy Jane was going to be very niche specific, but I, that's who I wanted to help. I wanted to help other mothers that were stuck in that boozy fog that was so socially acceptable, um, you know, in the, in the late 2000s. Or wine mom. Wine, the wine mom culture. Yeah. yeah. I was in the heart of it living in Rancho Cucamonga and um, just, just drinking my life away, but it was never an issue. Like if my family saw me hungover, it wasn't like a problem. If what? they saw me drinking, you know what I mean? But, but yeah. cannabis, it was like, what is she doing with her life? Really? You know what I mean? Like, it's so funny, the night and day situation. And also more importantly, how, it, how much more happy I was, like, how could they not see that difference? Like I'm physically healthier, mentally healthier. This should be more enough of a reason to be supportive, but you know, then you have expectations of people and that's kind of wrong too. Like you were saying, it's, mm-hmm. it's not the support that you authentically need and, and really should want at that time, because this is your time to grow and to find who you are. And you're not going to find that with the same people that you've been hanging out with and talking to your whole life. Yeah. It's, it's a different kind of support you're going to get mm-hmm. from them. It's the kind that's unconditional yes. and, you know, loving, but that won't help with like your growth overall, like yeah. you touched on. So, I mean, good for you for figuring that out so early. A Thank lot of you. people, like it takes them a while to just be like, why aren't they? And it's just like the only people who've been supporting you are your family and friends. Like you've never tried to branch outside of that. So how are you ever going to grow? <laughs> it's scary putting yourself out there like that, especially as a mom and going out there publicly and saying like, I smoke weed. And putting our face on their smoking weed. The thing is, yeah. is I didn't really understand my impact until this year when I started to meet people that were telling me, thank you for being the fa-. I'm like, I was just starting Instagram. But then I really thought about like people like you and me, like we actually really are risking a lot that I never... Yeah consider because I'm so like, like just gung ho. I'm not even, I have that blinders on. I'm not even thinking about the consequences. Sometimes I'm just like, I have to do this and we need to stop this. And this is where it ends now. And I'm not thinking about, you know, possibly CPS calling me, but I run such a tight ship at home because I have that fear. You know, I mean, we all have that fear deep down, whether we acknowledge it or not, whether you're in a legal state or not, anything can happen. We just saw with Kira Faye, who's living in legal California, still had CPS called on her. So anything can happen at any moment, but it just sucks that we have to mind our P's and Q's even more uh, as women in society because we are women of cannabis. Yeah, yeah. And it's really, it's scary. 
Yeah. It's so scary. I hate talking about that, but to have these conversations and never address that just feels so tone deaf to mm-hmm. me. You know, it's like the side to cannabis that people, they're talking about social equity, which is great, and talking about, you know, black and brown people having a place in cannabis. This is a very important conversation. But people don't talk about the fact that moms need to be in this conversation too, not just women, but women who are mothers, because there's so much more at stake for us as women and mothers, because you could lose your kids. Yeah. You could. At the end of the day, in a state like Mississippi, you could be in jail and lose your kids just like that. By you know? a scorned husband or a scorned family member. Exactly. Or, you know, it's something your kid says at school. A like, teacher. Oh, my God. So, yeah, teachers are so many things. My friends ask me all the time, like, are you afraid that Hazel's going to say something? Because my my youngest is such a loose cannon. She's she's like me. Like, she just says whatever the hell's on her mind. So they always ask, are you worried, you know, being in Irvine that Hazel's going to say something? But not I can't live in fear because that's just going to attract anything negative that's going to happen. So I just, I, I make sure that they are equipped and, um, no, you know, just not everybody's going to necessarily respect our lifestyle and she respects it and she supports it because obviously she knows I'm a better mom when I am, uh, medicating with plant medicine and taking care of myself both physically and mentally. So she's all on board. She draws pictures all the time of me with cannabis leaves in my hair Aww. or floating around in the sky and stuff. God, yeah. So yeah. So that's important that we like, you know, where do you keep that line of just being safe, but also normalizing with your children too? Like, it's wow. hard. It's really hard. I love that. And I and I think that's a perfect segue into asking you, like, how do you talk to your kids about Canvas? Because your kids are a little bit older. Let, uh, mm-hmm. let folks know their ages. Yes, I have two children, two girls, um, ages six and 11. So, um, you know, one's at a coming of age and she's going through dare. And of course, she has questions and I answer them because, you know, she's concerned about um, vaping and she's concerned about mm-hmm. cigarette statistics and if they're the same as uh, cannabis ones, you know, I'm using combustion and she's worried about that. Mm. And so it's really interesting having two different age dynamics now, um, in the school system and seeing how cannabis is approached because I've already prepared them in my, with my own views, you know, so it must be really hard for her to go to class and, you know, hear things that, you know, maybe not be a hundred percent of the truth, you know, what they're saying, especially because where I do live, they're um, in an incorporated city. So they're allowed to pretty much say and do whatever the heck they want, Mm -mm. regardless of what California has. Yeah. We're kind of living in a, that's kind of scary. Oh, it's very, very scary. I don't like that. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. I stay in the district because of the, the school systems are wonderful, but you know, someone like myself that has a, you know, punk rock heart deep down, it's just really difficult. Well, you know. know the truth. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. So, and schools aren't teaching the truth. They're then. not. And parents don't don't take it upon themselves to fill in those gaps where schools leaving questions or spreading kind of a false narrative or yes. like sugarcoating, you know. Columbus and what he did. It's this that country, is you definitely know? it. That's exactly <laughs> it. History is repeating. Yeah, it's awful because we're teaching them, but intentionally, this is intentionally being written this way so that this like history, false history keeps perpetuating itself. And, you know, that's what you're learning. <laughs> exactly. And then we're most formative years. But if you come home and your parents are like, well, actually I want you to read, uh, you know, to kill a mockingbird. And I want you to read this and that, and like really, and then talk to them about it. That changes everything. So like, I love that you're talking to your girls about yes. canvas. What age did you start talking to them about it? You know, everybody asks me, that's a really popular question that I get asked from the moms. Like what age do I talk to my kids? Mm-hmm. The answer is always going to be, you're going to know 
you will know my, the age for Hazel was different than Leona. Leona was older when she found out about my cannabis use. Hazel was younger. Um, it just depends on the personality. You know what your children can handle emotionally. Um, it, it has nothing to do with how smart your kid is and, and or kind of how compassionate your kid is. It's just mother knows best. But I feel like treating it like medicine, calling it medicine or plant medicine or whatever. Um, or, you know, when you are at, at the store and teaching them, you know, about teas and how teas also help heal people too, because there's herbs and plants in them as well. Or at the garden um, center, you can talk about plant life and all that stuff. So just keeping an open dialogue that plants are a normal part of life. Plants make our life better. Um, and that we shouldn't be afraid of plants, but we should just be educated on them because some plants make us feel sick and some plants make us feel great, but to just really know, um, what's good for us and what isn't. That's really great. I love that. Oh my gosh, gosh. I'm so sorry, but like, <laughs> they're like moving in upstairs and I don't know, they're like drilling something and I'm just like, what the heck is happening? They might not even be picking up. Who knows? Oh, yeah, it, it probably <laughs> isn't. And now we're just two psychos who are stoned and like really irritated and annoyed and freaking out about it. <laughs> it's loud for us. Yeah, but it's it probably, you guys probably won't even notice it. But for us, it's like, oh my God, this is killing my high right now. <laughs> Um, but back to what, (laughs) back to what you were saying, like, I totally and completely agree. Like, oh my gosh, it's so important to talk to your kids about it. And you, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm glad you said that, you know, when you know, because like for me having a four-year-old, I'm like, I should start talking to it about like talking to her about it now but she hasn't really asked any questions Mm -hmm. and like it's around like the stuff it's not like laying around in front of her but we don't hide it from her like I'll take out like a vape in front of her and put it in my purse you know or something like that so she sees it but she never asks like mama what's that there's your answer don't don't tell them till they ask yeah they're not ready they're not ready. It's fine. And if they're not ready, that means they're not talking about it to anyone else. Yeah, that's uh, so true. So you're not, there's no concern there. But when they start coming to you about it or asking questions, then it's like, okay, let's start talking about this. Like now is the time. Like, and just continue that conversation. I like you, you know, said you're doing. I think that's really smart. That's great advice. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm just like, I need to start this, but she hasn't asked. So yeah, you're exactly where you need to be. The fact that you're keeping it open, like cannabis was always in front of my face growing up. My parents didn't consume, but all of my relatives did. It was at every holiday party. Like my parent, my relative's house would always smell during harvest time because they would grow their own or they would maybe get some from friends or whatever. So the smell was always there. The, the, it it was just like, they weren't like blowing bong loads in my face, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like it was just normalized like a beer was. So I never was like, Oh, what's that? What are they doing? So I think that's huge too, is like normalizing, like the, like you said, your kids saw you put vapes in your purse. My kids know that too. Yeah. You know, or If I'm, you know, popping an edible before I go to Disneyland, they know why. Yeah. Mama stayed medicated. You know why? (laughs) You're going to drive me crazy. These lines. (laughs) My feet are killing me. Get me out of here. There would be no Disney without edibles. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I think that you're, uh, I I love that you said growing up, like, cannabis was normal for you. And so do you think that informs, like, how you look at cannabis now as an adult and as a mom? Yeah, I do realize that I was really blessed to grow up in a very liberal very um, upbringing. Blessed. You know, I grew up in Marin County. It's on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge. 
and it, it's always just been totally like open and free uh, county. So um, I think that's really translated. When I brought that mentality to Orange County, though, that's when I realized I'm like, oh, Dorothy, you're not in Kansas anymore. Mm. You know, like you can't talk like that. People don't act like that. It's you can't just come and smelling like cannabis. Like really, yeah. My uh, my girlfriend and I almost got kicked out of the. Newport Yacht Club this year because we were smoking joints outside, you know, like things like that where I'm just like, what's everyone's wasted in there? Why can't we have a couple of J's outside? Who cares? Oh my God. But it's not as normal as we think it is. Like people still have a freaking stigma. You guys, there's still a stigma with, with cannabis use. And I, and you, that stuff flies up in Northern California. I could go up onto a dock and just have a couple tokes and no one's going to get me in trouble or notify any, anybody to come outside to tell us no. But apparently down here, it's just, Someone's got to be up in someone's business when it comes to cannabis. And I don't know why. That's so weird to me because I live in West Hollywood. So here in LA, it's like people don't even smoke cigarettes. Like for me to walk down the sidewalk and smell a cigarette is weird. Like everyone's just like smoking weed away. Oh my God. Yeah. But you know, like the cafe is like really close to my place. So it's like naturally that's the vibe, but that's been the vibe like since forever. Like the weed is so casual, like there most of the events that happen like the little industry events are usually around this area so i'm able to like see that side to know that that side exists also in southern california is like blowing my mind because i'm crazy it's so crazy yes it's so crazy it's 2020 almost you guys like this is so insane that that people are like getting in trouble for smoking pot still and orange county is not that far from la so (laughs) that's really weird it is in a sense of time, they are they are like frozen in time. Apparently, wow, wow, we got to get our shit together. But there. it's so like that. Exi- so people should just definitely understand that California is a big ass state, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are different types of attitudes that exist within the same state that will never mingle with each other. And that's the wildest part. Like, I wouldn't. Why would I go to Orange County? I no offense, but like, why would why would I drive all the way out there? I come out here. Shit, (laughs) smoke my weed in peace. (laughs) I go out there for the beaches. I mean, beautiful beaches in Orange County. Very, very beautiful out there. Period. So pretty. Um, but that's not enough for me. That's right. (laughs) I just I feel I feel the uptightness when I go there. (laughs) It's a little it's a little archaic. I'm not gonna lie. So that's another reason why I wanted to move out there to kind of change that. You know, I know it's going to be not an overnight thing. I know it's going to be a slow process. But I've been able to find a few moms out in Irvine that that partake and uh, are very cool. So I'm really grateful. I know that they're not the only ones and I'll just keep on digging until I find more and We'll turn that orange county green, like I like to say. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You yeah, go, they girl. need it. They need it. Oh my gosh. Props to you because I just could not. I was just like, no, I gotta go. Actually, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I don't Catch have time. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'll take my less square footage really? <laughs> any day. Oh my god. <laughs> for location. I'm sorry, guys. I can't do That's it. That's the true high life right there. Yeah, <laughs> so I, it, can, it really is the high life. Yeah, the ability to be high is the high life. <laughs> I was telling her, I was like, Yeah, there's a dispensary. Like, you're like, how many dispensaries are you? And you, and you looked up, you're like, seven. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. I have to drive like seven miles to find one. So I was like, yeah, it's like a three-minute walk. Just make a right on Santa Monica. <laughs> I know those of you like listening, probably not in this state, are 
just wondering what the heck is this life? But it actually does exist. It's utopia. and, And it's scary because I've been in it for almost three years now. And so now I feel like I'm getting distorted from reality. Not even like, no fucking lie. Like I know that like I'm living in a fairy tale. Like people wouldn't believe. I tell people back home in Georgia and people that I know who live in the South and on the East Coast and they're amazed. They're absolutely amazed that you can walk into a place called a dispensary and like buy everything your heart could desire. Some you want tea infused with THC or CBD? Sure. Do you want like really nice quality vapes? Sure. Do you want like a CBD balm? Sure. Like, and there's so many more things and they're just like, <laughs> and they're just like, wow, like what is going? Is that in America? Yeah. Absolutely. It is. It's just the, this like the disparity is <laughs> incredible. And so I need to go back. Like, like I go to New York often and I, I feel it the moment I get off like the plane. I'm just like, oh, the energy is so conservative in this bitch. Like you it's have to hide. It's different. You have to hide it. You have to hide it. And I fucking hate it. Or you get like looks sometimes if you are open. Like, nobody's going to say any- Well, somebody might say something. It's New York. Um, but <laughs> but um, you definitely get the looks. And it's just like, wow, it's not as pedestrian as it is here in yeah, LA. Or San Francisco. San Francisco yeah. is pretty pedestrian too. My, my husband always says San Francisco smells like piss and pot. I love it. Those are my two favorite. Well, <laughs> well I can miss the piss part. But the but pot. I mean. yeah, like, it's, I just it's, always smells like it yeah, at it's all times. Yeah. Yes. I, I, That's I freedom that. to me. That's what freedom fucking smells like. Yes. Piss and pot. <laughs> That's the name of your podcast. When you do a podcast, call it Piss and Pot. That's the name right so there. Cute. Oh my God. And that's motherhood too. Yeah, right? right? Shit. Oh my gosh. I And you know what people say? Like when you have a girl, like they can never pee on you. That's a oh, fucking that's lie. lie. Girls can totally. First of all, their piss can shoot out at you as well. I've seen it happen. Diapers leak. Everything Diapers leak. While you're the, holding them. Like you can put the diaper on wrong. So learn yes. how to put on the diaper, guys. Or you're gonna pay because that missed by a centimeter. centimeter. The 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 shit will crawl out of the diaper. You'll find a way. (laughs) The piss will literally pee upward. It won't even go down. I've literally seen as my daughter's whole belly and upper part of the diaper were wet, and the bottom part was dry. I was like, "How did this happen? How is the pee only here? Why did it not go down?" And then you look, and your shirt has it too. You're just like, "Mother, let's go take a shower together." Like it's just not. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Yes. The dual showers. Those. That's my life right now. And you're looking back like, oh, I've already, yeah, reminiscing those days. I don't miss it. <laughs> my kids asked me while we were on vacation a couple weeks ago. They're like, babies, mom, do you love babies? I was like, yeah, I love babies. I know. They're like, do you miss us being babies? Aww. No. <laughs> Not even close. Not even a little bit. Especially someone with an anxiety. People with anxiety don't do well with babies. With we don't babies. know why you're crying. We don't like the screaming and the crying. We just want you to sleep so we can sleep so we don't have more anxiety. Oh it's just, it's motherhood. But you can't sleep. Oof, early motherhood and anxiety are a, are a terrible mix. I That's why we need cannabis. I haven't slept. Like, I don't sleep. See, I, she's still, I she's don't still sleep. in that, you guys. It's only 10 months. I literally just, like, 
I texted you recently and it was like four in the morning or three in the morning or two in the morning. It was like really, which is like when I'm waking up. So it's like, (laughs) she's going to bed or yeah. When I'm waking up because she has no sleep. I have no sleep. sleep. Team no sleep. And I was, I was actually DMing with this one mom and I think she's in the UK. Who was also up. (laughs) And she was also up. And she was like, you know, I didn't, I didn't start getting real sleep until my kids turned like five. That's the truth. So I'm like, I actually could get sleep with my daughter, but sometimes she wakes up with like bad dreams or something, a monster. I, I need water. Yeah. I need water. No water. And then you have to go <laughs> find a sip. <laughs> and then I have to use the bathroom. Dude, go to the bathroom. You're totally pot. You're grown person. Like go, just go. Um, so, but that's not as, as much as a baby literally waking up crying, like, fuck you, bitch. You're going to give me what I want. And you guys having a power struggle. And you struggle. have to guess what it is, too. Yeah. That's the best part is having to guess. Burp. It's like we always have, I, t- I tell my boyfriend, like, checklist. Burp. Do they need to burp? Is it gas? Diaper. Check the diaper. Are they wet? Did they poop? Okay, that's not it. Hungry. Oh my gosh. And then once you go through the list, like, you'll know. And sometimes it's just a burp and they go back down. Sometimes, like, it's diaper. Okay, do the diaper. They go back down. Sometimes it's diaper and hungry and then burp. <laughs> it can be all of the above. D. That's how you fail the test. You're like, it's not A. It's not It's not B. It's not C. <laughs> Is there another option? Yes. All of the above. I'll pick that one. <laughs> Just do it all. Just do all of it. <laughs> Literally my life. I mean, it's getting better because he's almost one now. So he's getting out of it. But like, I'm still breastfeeding. So I need to, once I, once I wean him off, then I'm just like, okay, potty training. That's all that's left. And Ooh, then you got it. Yeah. That changes everything. That changes. That's the game changer. Yeah. I will say, and my daughter's like, I guess I can say newly potty trained. She's been potty trained for like, I think like a year now. Oh, heck yeah. Um, so she's really good. She's only had like an accident a handful of times. So really good. She's oh, a good girl. That's very good. Yeah. And, but I'm always prepared. I always have like a change of clothes, which includes like a sh- shirt. Oh, that's very Pants. Smart. Underwear and socks because you never she know. said include the shirt because it shoots up sometimes. Because <laughs> it guys. shoots up, it shoots up. But also, kids oddly will like you'll be at a restaurant, they'll spill the whole drink. Yeah, on spaghetti. They'll start crying. It's like, yeah. oh my and god. And it's like I don't want you to look homeless. So here's another shirt to put there on. Um, so being prepared as a mom, like, and if you're really prepared, you'll have a second pair of shoes. But who has the space? Yeah. <laughs> but being prepared also helps with the anxiety of the child too, because then yeah. they know if they mess up, it's not going to be the end of the world. You know, mama's not, got you. Yeah, mama's got you. Which is what you want. You don't want potty training to be a, a stressful thing. It's already stressful enough. Just you know, oh yeah, it's right? really, it's, yeah. it's really hard. I won't lie, I couldn't have done it without my mom. My mom helped so. Oh my, my mom basically potty trained my daughter. I love. I won't moms. lie. Love on your mama. Love your everybody Jeez. needs a mama. Okay, all the everybody. time. Find a mama if you don't got one. You can yeah, find one. yeah. Because when There's you become a mama, you, mamas need mamas. Okay, mamas need mamas. <laughs> so necessary. Oh. She helped me so much, and like she just got it done. Like I like went to the hospital, gave birth to our son, and when I came back, she was potty trained. My mom did it in the time that we were in the house. Oh, my God. I was like, how thoughtful. Mommy. Oh, my God. I love you. She's like, like, oh, what did you Yeah, it's just, 
part of motherhood. Call me Mary Poppins. Oh <laughs> and so like, I'm, I'm just, I'm so appreciative. And like, my daughter's like kept it up. She's so good about it. And so I definitely want her to help with my son. <laughs> right. Your boys are harder. I hear they're harder. So oh. I'm like, oh my God. I don't know. Obviously. I'm scared. <laughs> what does that thing do? I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, I know penises and the aspect of sex. Okay. Like I know. She gets the wing. <laughs> you know, I understand. I can navigate it in that. But when it's like a tiny micro baby version and like. <laughs> honest if that's the truth then it's just like what is what is going why does it how and i have so and i i don't know about you guys but as a boy mom i'm not afraid to ask questions because i don't know what the fuck i'm doing like i it annoyed me when my boyfriend was taking care of my daughter when she's a baby he didn't ask a lot of questions i'm just like you know vaginas but you don't know vaginas so like you need to ask me like what to do. So I still like, sh- I like show him like, okay, like this is how you clean her in the Heck back. Yeah. You, know? you got to know all the pieces. You have to know all the parts. You have to know, don't put soap there. Yeah. Okay. But make sure oh, you God. wash there. And like, <sighs> yeah, There's a it's lot a lot. On. It's because it's a lot. It's like, these are the lips. Okay. So this is like, don't ever put soap on the inside of like, out, you know, and it's like, but they're like little girls. So just like the little boys have mini penises. They have like they have mini the vaginas. <laughs> they have the baby vaginas. And they're like, it's like so microscopic. And like, and each of them, you can hurt them with our big ass hands. I know. We're like, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I can't wait for you to be old enough so you can do this yourself. <laughs> like me putting Vaseline on my son's penis. I'm just like, I just. When there's like rashes and stuff, you're yeah. like, I am, I am. Diaper, this is awkward. I'm, like, I'm I know. so sorry. Like, I'm going to put the diaper cream on you today. And I'm so sorry. And like, I, you might have nails. So you're like trying to angle yeah, gentle, your hair. That's why I like, I just have like these fancy regular ass nails until my baby is like probably two because I don't want to puncture him with my nails. I get so scared about that. So. Because you'll cut them anyway, even with your regular small nails. I too. know. You just can't win sometimes. The other day, well, actually last night, the baby, I was holding him and he like leaned forward and knocked the side of my glasses with his eye. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Now your face is gone. And then like, obviously when you freak out, then the, the baby. Builds. Yeah. yeah. The, baby the baby freaks out. And so yes. now we're all scared. And then my daughter runs in and she's like, mommy, is everything okay? And I'm just like. Yes, sorry, I screamed. <laughs> like, oh my god! And I look at him. He's just like, I don't know what just happened. I'm just like, I'm such a dick. I'm just, I'm dumb. Like, I or like, you're just a baby, and like, you have a bobblehead. So like, bobbleheads, man, <laughs> it'll hit you. They'll yeah, hit you at any time. He like gave me like a busted lip like a month ago. Oh my god! Yes, because he just like slammed into my face again and hit my lip, and so yeah. It's like a little uppercut. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so I have um, a couple questions that I think that everybody's going to want to know the answers to. Okay. When was the first time you smoked weed? (laughs) (laughs) First time I smoked weed was at a sleepover um, at my neighbor's house, so I was able to walk over. Um, and it was very benign. We didn't really have very much and I'm sure it wasn't very wonderful either, but that was like our first experience. And I just remember like laughing so much, so much, Mm -hmm. so much and hoping that I would ever get an opportunity again to like have that feeling of bliss, you know? Yeah. I love that. (laughs) That's a great experience. Thank you. Yeah. So like after that, did you feel like 
how did you feel? I mean, that sounds like a pretty like yeah. That's weird. That, and it's funny because I probably could have if I really and in where growing up where I grew up and with a lot of hippies and parents that were obviously art artists and stuff. Um, I probably could have gotten my hands on cannabis a lot earlier in my life. But I just really didn't have an interest. I never saw it as something that I was I could do daily. I thought it was uh something that was just for like like party purposes or like, you know, like extra fun night, that kind of stuff. Um, but then I got into like uh rock and roll. And once I started playing music, you know, you see cannabis in a whole different light too. And then it's the rec- recreational way. So it really wasn't until like my 30s when I started using it like medicinally. I mean, I was probably using it medicinally the whole time without realizing it, but you know what I mean. Exactly, exactly. I was self-medicating. Yeah, and you don't know. Like, you just don't have the language. And back then, like, let's be real. The language wasn't really there. Yeah. So I always look back on my journey of cannabis, and I'm like, I've been smoking it all along for the same reasons I'm doing it now. I just didn't have the words to kind of express, like, what was going on and what I was doing and why. I just knew that I like to smoke weed, period. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I never understood the stigma like that was so foreign to me because I was raised without having it mm-hmm. um you know we had like compassion uh care act and uh, a lot of uh, AIDS uh, patients mm-hmm. needed our assistance growing up so like I was always involved um with my grandma doing like you know when she would ever do volunteer work and we were with her we'd go and see all of that so I always saw it as medicine you know when the patients had it they were smoking it their houses smelled like it I was never like a question for me so I, I just, I used recreationally, but I also saw why people used it as medicine. I just didn't think I would ever need it in the, in the same circumstances. I thought you had to be extremely ill for it to be someone that needed to use it medicinally. I was always afraid that if I went to the doctors that they would like think I was a crook trying to get it to like have it. And you know what I mean? Like, oh, are they going to see like right through me and think that like, I don't really need this when I actually really need this. Am I going to answer the wrong questions? Like all that stuff. Because my friend's like, oh, just tell me about insomnia. It's fine. But you get scared, you know, yeah. you, you have that stigma like, you know, maybe I, what if I don't need it? Maybe I don't need it. You know? And it's just, it's so shitty that we are like led to think that way. It's so fucking shitty. I I really, really hate that. We have to feel such uh, guilt for wanting to feel better. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. And actually you just touched on something that just, um, I actually got a question in my, um, a direct message on blunt boy mama's Instagram from a mom. And she was just like, I'm going in to get a doctor's um, recommendation for medical marijuana like card. What should I say? Like, what should I do? She's scared. She's yes. so scared. That's very relatable. I have never experienced that because when I moved here, like California was already going, yeah, 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 going wreck. So I never experienced having to go in. But I was wondering if you had any advice for um, someone you, in that situation. Yeah, you know, it's so hard. I. Uh, my advice is just be honest because um, people are becoming more, uh, you know, uh, they're just getting more involved in, in the plant medicine thing. I see it more in my friends. My friends are nurses and doctors and stuff, and they go to these seminars, and you see that uh, during one of those panels, there's always a medical cannabis uh, panel now these days. So you'll be you'd be surprised to see how many doctors are actually open to it. They will never ever say like any sort of positive thing about it because it would go against like everything that they have to practice. But if you're lucky, like myself, I found one in Glendora when I was growing up, I said, you know, I really don't want, um, I told them in my twenties, I told my doctor, I use a lot of, uh, cannabis and I don't have a card because I just don't, but I use cannabis and I'd rather have not have pills. So then at that point you're like dead to them because they're not going to make any money off of you. But he just accepted it. He's like, you know, I've heard over the years, some really amazing things about it. And I can't, uh, 
condone it or, but I, you know, all that kind of stuff. So he kind of like said, you know, you told me, I know, but that's, that's all we're going to go for with this. Yeah. So just be honest. Right? Yeah. Be honest. And, and just, uh, don't feel any shame. Like this is the thing, this medicine, this sort of medicine has been used for thousands of years. The pharmaceuticals are new. We should be having a stigma and raising more questions with something that's been introduced into our diet and our lifestyle within like the last hundred couple hundred years than something that we've been practicing for thousands of years that has worked for us. So, uh, there is a space for medicine. I believe that if I got in a car accident on the way home, um, I would hope to God that I'd be in an emergency room and, and using modern medicine to my advantage. However, when it comes to your regular health and wellness, it is up to us to take care of our bodies and our minds and our souls and our spirits to so that everything works together to be, um, that homeostasis at all times and cannabis helps us get to all, to achieve all those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So well put. Thank you. I like, I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Seriously. I, I, um, I've never been one to take pharmaceutical drugs. Luckily I haven't really needed to. Um, and like the couple of times I have, I've always had bad reactions or like things have happened. I'm just like, my body does not want this. My body is clearly telling me it's unhappy right now. Like I'll never forget. I had an IUD and like the hormones it was pumping into me had my body fucked up. (laughs) Like I can't even, there's no other way for me to put it, but say like my body was fucked up. Like I gained like 30 plus oh, pounds. Yeah, weight gain from pharmaceuticals. Yes. Is a fucking real my thing. skin broke out. Like my hair started thinning. Shit. I was having like major depression. It was really fucking bad. It was bad. I didn't even look like myself. And cannabis doesn't do any of that to you. Just so you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she will never exactly. betray you. <laughs> so then what happened is I took that shit out. <laughs> I also got pregnant. But... <laughs> As what's going to happen when you take out your birth control, that just happens. So um, I was like, well, but I felt better. And I started smoking more weed, but in the ways that I needed to, like Indica's at night because it helped me get more sleep. And before I did yoga, I would smoke like a little bit of Indica to help my body relax, yeah. you know? And I started smoking sativas in the morning to get me going. Like Clean a little the house. Up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would have a vape in my purse and vape during my lunch break at work. Like I had like everything covered. If I was going to go like get a wax treatment, I would dab before I go. So I don't no feel anything. Yes. Oh my God, I love you THC that. takes the pain away, ladies. If you oh, yeah. like what Brazilians look like but hate what they feel like, get, you need to dab before you get it. <laughs> oh my God, I love that advice so much. Yes. So, I mean, these are the things that like cannabis is really good for. And like, there's such tiny, small ways. And it doesn't have to be like, I have some sort of ailment, or it can just be like, I just want to live a better life you know, a cleaner, happier, healthier life. And I think that's what cannabis provides. So did you consume cannabis at all when you were pregnant or breastfeeding? Uh, Yeah. I'm glad you asked that. I actually consume mostly uh, with my youngest or my oldest. I mean, because the first five months I was unaware of my pregnancy and I was smoking weed all day, every day at my parents what? with my parents before. Cause I'd work with my dad. I was doing landscaping with him up in Marin County at the time I'd left Southern California after a breakup and, um, was just living with my folks, trying to get my shit together as one does. And I was smoking all the time. And so when I was gaining weight while pregnant and still simultaneously is like spotting, because apparently you can do that. And I've spotted for a few months. So I didn't really know until like month five that like, this is like kind of a hard baby bump. Like, do I have a tumor growing? Not a baby bump, but like, like a bump on my stomach. Like I was yeah. afraid I was getting like gastro things. Like, cause I didn't really have like 
morning sickness in the way that you would think like I had it, but it wasn't like, I don't a know. A lot of women don't get it. I didn't get yeah, it Yeah, it all. wasn't like I thought it was going to be, you know, yeah. and I didn't, I had a Hollywood version of what pregnancy was supposed to be. So it wasn't hitting the marks in my mind of like what I saw in, in movies and television. So I was like, Oh, and I had so many cysts growing up on my ovaries. I didn't, my doctors told me that I wasn't able to have kids. Ha ha ha. Proved you wrong. Wow. Two kids later. Wow. Um, but yeah, your body's amazing and anything's capable of, of doing things. So yeah, I smoked weed periodically even after I found out because at that point I was like, well, like I've already fucking Five smoked this much. <laughs> so the day I was going into labor, we smoked a bowl before we went into hospital. Shut up. Yeah. Oh my hit gosh. That bomb. Wait, who did you smoke it with? Your husband? Yeah. Oh my. My husband at the time. My husband now would be like, oh. are you fucking kidding me? Oh no. But, no, it's okay. He's, okay. he's still finding his path with cannabis. Okay. He's just a little bit, uh, still has a little bit of the stigma. I don't know. Like after all these How years. How does that work? You're the mommy Jane. It, it is. It is exactly like the cobbler's kids have no shoes. Like my <laughs> husband doesn't want to listen to me. He doesn't want to hear about plant medicine. He doesn't want to like dive into it. What? He knows like. He takes some CBD sometimes. Okay, so he gets so, it. Yeah, he microdoses THC, but he would like freak if I was like, by the way, I'm going to take bong loads before I go to the hospital. He'd be like, no, you're not. Oh but my, my husband was like, at the time, very supportive and was saying like, you're in pain. I don't like seeing you in pain. This is going to help you with yeah, your pain. So yeah. God bless him for having the foresight because, you know, like – as a mom, I had that stigma, like, I'm not a good mom if I go in and smoke a bowl before I go have this baby. Absolutely. You know? I would definitely think that. Yeah. I would be like, oh. And then I was afraid they would smell it on me because I'm like, yeah. oh, doing, like, the breathing and shit. But they didn't. And I was then I was afraid of, like, like after oncology and everybody did all the tests, I was like, they're going to see it in the blood. Like, all these things. Like, yeah. I was scared, like, every day that I was at the hospital because oh. I was in a Methodist hospital. So, fucking anything could have happened. Who knows? I don't know. Um, and, and luckily I got out with Leona and she actually had like, like when she was young, had a really high reading level, like three to four grades above average, like always, always did well in school still to this day, like a, a student all the time and, um, never gets fucking sick. Like never gets sick. You guys, my youngest. I didn't smoke as much. I did periodically when I just couldn't take it anymore. I call a friend and be like, I need you to bring me weed. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> but, um, other than that, like I had to keep it very on the DL because even if my husband finds out, like he's never going to listen to this podcast because he'd be like, I don't have the time. Yeah, but like yeah, if he ever yeah. found out, he'd be like, why didn't you tell me? But well, Hazel's fine. So you're, it's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> it's all good. Fine. Yeah. Six years later. Yeah, it's all good. She's, she's smart as hell. And you know, but you're welcome. Sick, you know, and I feel like there's a huge difference because I feel like Leona's endocannabinoid system is fucking firing all shots at all times she was like not a fail to thrive like they think that we're gonna give our kids if we smoke weed um and then obviously with breastfeeding i breastfed fed for not as long as i wanted to like the first year but after that i didn't but I, yeah i was smoking weed in that first year i wasn't not when i got home from the hospital i tore my stitches open from smoking bong loads because obviously if i'm gonna leave to oh smoke a bong load i'm gonna come home and smoke a bong load too because you're still in pain Oh my, did you do like a cough? Or I laid on my stomach because my husband's like, okay, lay on your stomach. So we like laid on the bed. That was a horrible like, idea. Hung over, yeah, <laughs> hung over the edge with the bong. And like, I thought there'd be like less pressure, you know, but Girl. I like coughed and it shot right out and oh split me right open. God. I was just like, ah! Oh no. Then I had to smoke more weed to take care of that Hell too, you yeah. know? Yeah. So. Oh my God. I like, I, I'm like. I still, that's Speaking very of, fresh have pain. One. Let's yes. have one now that we're talking yes, about. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was fresh pain. And I was just like, 
that just happened to me like nine months ago. Like, what are you oh, talking it, about? You got any mom that just had a baby, you think about it every time anybody even brings it up. All of a sudden, you feel that hot burn. You're yes, just like, ah! it's a burn. And like, it's going to happen to you. So just accept that it's going to happen at least once. <laughs> Um, and so just be ready for it. Honestly, it fucking sucks because it may not even be a laugh. Like you may be able to control, like, just don't laugh anymore. Just nothing's funny. Don't watch comedies and like, oh you'll God. be fine. Yes. <laughs> oh, but God. a cough, a sneeze. Oh, you can't a cough, control a sneeze or a laugh. It's like, you get so mad when people make you laugh after you have a baby. You're like, stop, stop. <laughs> bitch, motherfuckers. <laughs> Which white people their people are like moms are so grumpy, they're this and oh, that. It's like God. well, um, we just are in pain, motherfucker. Like we just gave birth to a baby. Yeah, we keep it real sometimes. So even <laughs> the moms who just had like vaginal births and like they have the fucking stitches in their vagina because they got tore open. Like you can still relate to a C-section stitching because that shit probably hurts too. Like it's, yeah, it's, stitches it's are not for bitches. They are not for bitches, <laughs> yo. Snitches might get stitches, but people who have snitches are not bitches. Okay. <laughs> That's like the realest shit because like it's oh not god. a fucking joke. Oh my gosh, I so I should have cleaned my shit. Before no, you came. I don't. I don't clean. And you guys, those of you that are friends with me that come over to my house to smoke. No, that I had the dirtiest pieces on the planet, and everyone is probably expecting like my house to be spotless. I've told like the uh, I've told um, Daily High Club that they should do like a cleaning service, so you can just return all your bombs in, and I would pay like a like like pay to clean my bombs, right? Like every month, like to give you my bombs, and then you come back, and then they're clean. Like they just drop them off, like laundry. I wanted to be like a concierge of bomb cleaning. No, that's a great idea. Mommy Jane just like that. The mommy Jane keep planting seeds. (laughs) Someone do it. The mommy Jane bong service. (laughs) I would totally support that. I've just been thinking about that a lot because I just don't have and the little bit of free time I get. I don't want to cleaning glass, right? (laughs) I'm not going to be sitting here cleaning pipes and bowls and bongs and glass blunts and like all of (laughs) the like so much shit. Like I have that infinity um, waterfall, which I love, but I have to fucking clean that shit. So it's just sitting there. Oh my god! Yeah, looking the hard at me. pieces of smoke. Yeah. I'm always like, every once in a while, you'll come out. Yeah, it's like, but I gotta clean you first. Do that like, twisty neck, god damn it! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't get in that one corner. It's so you know all of the brushes in the world. There's some corners you just can't get clean in your glass. So fuck that. You can actually have the first. Hit. Oh shit! Here yes. we go. Okay. That mouthpiece thing oh. is so finicky. Oh, these moose things they are move amazing. so yeah. much, but they're amazing. You gotta press move. you gotta press it really hard in there. Make yeah. sure it loves you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here you go. <laughs> this is a big ass. Well, this is like a piece itself. Fuck. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Get it. Get it. <laughs> I hope I got it all. The good thing about those mooses, you can't tell if you get it all over. Yeah, I know. Okay, I think I did. Yes, you did. Okay. You did. Damn. I'm like baby hits all the time. (laughs) It's the weekend, so I'm going a little crazy, I'm going to be honest. I cannot wait until I stop breastfeeding. You have no idea. Oh, God. Then you can really go balls to the wall. Oh, my. Every. I think I'll probably just go on vacation for like a week and just smoke. 
it just get it all out of my system. Just go ape shit. Just smoke so much weed every day and then like come back home and just be like, okay, I'm good now. You're so zen. <laughs> oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hint, hint. That's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> It's the little things, you know? Oh, my God. That's why I want to – I wish so badly this month I could go to that Jamaica glowing goddess getaway. Oh, fucking A. That is life goals. Yes, I want to be in Jamaica and smoke weed and go to weed farms with a whole bunch of other weed women. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Fuck. That's what I'm going to be doing when I retire is just finding all the weed getaways and just <laughs> traveling and smoking weed. Yeah, traveling and smoking weed. Well, you're close to the, closer to the end of the road than I am in this mommyhood journey. I know, man. It is going to be a retirement soon. I know that that's – everyone was like in shock when I – well, not so surprised. Well, kind of surprised, not surprised when I had, I had my daughter so early. But I always knew I was like, fuck, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. Like I'm going to be How done. How old were you when you had her? I was I had t- just two weeks into turning twenty four, so majority of oh. my pregnancy I was twenty three. Yeah, I was definitely uh, that is kind of young. Yeah, yeah. for our generation, that's fucking young. Oh my gosh, our generation—they're having kids at like forty five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like bitch, you haven't started menopause yeah. yet. You're not done with this period life. Like, oh my gosh, you're still menstruating. Oh my god. You're still buying tampons? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm not age shaming. I'm sorry. No, we're not age shaming. Fuck yeah. My sister just had kids, and she's like, God, I'm so sorry, Amy, if you listen to this. I think she's 47. You better stop lying on your sister's age. I don't even know. But good for her, because she had kids. Her her oldest is about to be an adult, so she's fucking really starting over. Damn. God bless you. Damn. And your body too. Oh my. For carrying all that. I know, right? Oh my. I just think about it and I'm like, I'm 31. I have a four-year-old and I have a 10-month-old. And it takes tremendous strength and energy every day to keep up with them. And it's not saying that I'm literally chasing after them. Some days I do. You are physically and mentally chasing after them. Yeah, it's exhausting. And like, imagine lifting up because babies want to be carried everywhere. So like, you're lifting up this big ass baby. And your purse. And your purse. You're pushing a heavy stroller because strollers are heavy. I can say when I take my kids on a walk, I'm easily pushing like 100 pounds. Women are strong. Yeah, my arms were always pretty buff. Even if I was a big woman, my arms were always pretty buff because you're always pushing you're always that stroller, pushing. carrying those groceries. Yes, you're lifting. Carrying babies, carrying children. Often all at the same time. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I didn't know I was so strong. <laughs> so, But like you, you, lean, you get slimmer and you tone up in ways that you didn't think possible. Mm-hmm. And it makes you realize like, hey, maybe I should start working out because I'm actually already like yeah, doing a workout. True. Anyways, that's very true. Yeah. Actually, that is how it kind of started for me. Yeah, where I just started seeing definition from pushing my daughter a little bit more, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I can start maybe lifting some weights then. Right? And yeah, you're oh right. I never thought about that, but that's yeah. really true. That's kind of like psychologically what it was. Yeah, because humans need proof. They don't. They, that's why people love those crash diets because they like lose pounds in like three to five days. Not obviously the best thing, but people want that proof so fast. So that's a great way. Like just. Think of your daily outings as workouts. Yeah. And then when you can, squeeze in the yoga in between. Exactly. Exactly. Just start slow. Like yeah. start. Don't like immediately say, oh, I'm going to run half a mile today. Maybe not. Like maybe just try to run around the block. Like <laughs> five minutes. That's what I always yeah. tell people. Five minutes for a week. If you can mm-hmm. do five minutes every day for a week, you're already starting to create that habit. Yeah. And as long as you change the habits for better, even if it's in a small way, it leads to a bigger impact. Maybe that one day after day eight, you're like, I want to do 10 minutes 
why not? You've already been doing seven, eight, nine days and five minutes. So it's a great way to just kind of get yourself, get yourself in that motivation mode. Exactly. I think that that's great advice. And so for people who are curious about your weight loss journey, like how did it start? And like, oh, that's a great question. Okay. So as I'd mentioned earlier, I was in that uh, wine culture um, and Mother's Hemp and I were neighbors drinking every day. And she had a medical card and would bring us, uh, you know, vapes to smoke around the pool. <laughs> and sometimes I'd feel like pretty lazy and tired. And sometimes I'd feel like not very hungry and pretty motivated. And, you know, and I found that pattern also, even in my twenties, like some strains I'd be like, <sighs> and some strains I'm like, okay, what are we doing today? Let's go out. So I did some research after I'd moved away from her because at that point I was on my own getting my own cannabis and uh, found out about uh, cannabinoids and their effectiveness and terpenes and their effectiveness and uh, discovered that THCV strains were going to suppress my appetite. And uh, I just went on a huge leafly excursion. So every time I went to a delivery service, I'd check the menu and I'd check every single name and find out what every single strain did. And if it said appetite increase, I wouldn't even go there because I knew it would be fucking with my diet. Mm. And so those African land race strains that have THCV are generally sativas. And um, so it will give you the energy um, because it's THCV. It actually has uh, less cerebral effects than most cannabis strains. So it's not long lasting. So if you want to get work done and stuff, by the time your workout's done, you're not going to have that head change anymore, but you're going to have that energy and you're going to have that sustained appetite suppressing um, capabilities uh, for as long as the effects last on you in particular. So I was on a, just a mad race to find that. I always was looking, always looking for different strains that was, uh, had any sort of THCV or humulene or anything that was going to help suppress my appetite, but also give me the strength to go and work out every day. And then I realized combining the alcohol and cannabis probably wasn't the best. Cause if I was tired in the morning from working out or from drinking the night before, I wasn't going to work out. So I replaced one with the other, uh, or cut out, cut out one. Cause I was doing both. Uh, but I cut out the wine and I realized there was an immense difference with my energy and with my mood. It would help with my depression and my, uh, you know, my self-love and all these things kind of fell into place after I kind of gave up my alcohol abuse. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Like just to think that like you had this realization and you acted on it. So like you yeah. saw the problem, you recognized it, you found a solution and then you worked towards that solution to make it, you know, a lifestyle change. And yeah. how long have you been living this like, this new life of yours, I should say. <laughs> About three years now. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's Good so crazy. You. It's so weird because I grew up a big girl my whole life. So, of course, every day what, I look in the you? mirror. Yeah, I know. I have a pretty small Where? frame now. I know. <laughs> well, my parents used to always tell me, oh, you're big boned, you're big boned. So we have these this conditioning and, and limiting beliefs wow. that we think. And so I thought that that was how I was just supposed to look. So when you think how you're supposed to look. You act like how you're supposed to look. Yeah. And um, early conditioning, I just was unaware of. So um, once I discovered through my spiritual awakening, the power of attraction and our word and um, how we speak to ourselves and what we create in our environment mentally, I wouldn't fret if I was at McDonald's. You know, I'd be like, you're having McDonald's. Who cares? Like I saw it as that, like tomorrow you're going to go to press juice and it's going to be fine. So once I started having like that healthy relationship with my indulgences and it kept it at a healthy ratio, which I like to tell people for me is 80, 20. So yes, I have a sweet tooth. Yes. I have some fun every once in a while, but most of the time I'm sticking to a really pretty, you know, healthy diet and I feel best when I eat that way. 
That sounds, that's great. What advice do you have to someone or like what strains would you say are the best strains for someone who's, you know, wants to yes, that's lose great. weight or go on a diet? A uh, great question. I get this one often. Um, Doug's Varen, actually, he himself, uh, the company created a tincture recently, and I believe some joints as well with the, the with the strain in it. So that has a high amount of THCV, Durban poison. Um, uh, I've actually had wonderful benefits with XJ13. I don't really typically do well with um, Jack's strains, but I believe that the haze that's mixed with it actually helps with um, calming me down so that I have the um, energy to work out and, uh, less anxiety and just being able to just feel so good, you know, like all shots fired. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I actually had some XJ 13. It's one of my like easily like top five favorite strains. Right? It's so good. It hits all the marks. It just, it does. If you're, if you want a good strain to smoke in the daytime, this is so good to smoke in the daytime because you're just able to function. You feel good, you know, and you're not, but you're not too peppy to the point yes. where you get like anxiety, you know, yes. it's just like that, right. It's spot on. It's so good for like social um, events. And if you're going out too, so like, it's just, and, and it's so friendly. Most people that I've let smoke it or have it, they've been like, Oh my gosh, that's some good. We like, it's really good for the people. It's a good first timer strain. I would Which say. Which is important because you know, when you're smoking with friends, you don't want them to be uncomfortable. Like yeah. some friends, I'm like, I can't smoke your weed. I get too fucked up or like I get too racy. You yeah. Know? So it's, it's really important to find those happy medium strains like that is it's really, yeah, really good. Cause I feel like no matter where your tolerance level is, it hits you just right with, with that one. Yeah. So XJ 13 is like my favorite. Yeah. One of my personal It should favorite. be in there with everyone's like blue dream amnesia hey is everybody loves yeah. those like ogs like type of things and that's, yeah. that should be in there with that list of like those fault you fall back on that mm-hmm. one you know exactly. i like it better than blue dream if you ask me oh hell yeah, yeah. blue dream i actually don't like blue dream that much either. it's so Sorry, overrated I'm a blue dream hater it's <laughs> overrated it's so overrated it's just been hyped up in the media yeah blow my mind know. with some blue dream okay those of you listening if you can find me a blue dream that's gonna blow my mind then i'm me all too uh, but i <laughs> won't happy. believe you i'm coming in there with like like really this blue- with our monocles can we get some real weed over here this blue they brought blue dream this is not <laughs> i can't do anything with this <laughs> I, I can't stand the dream. It's like oh a waste God, of money to me and a waste of my time. Yeah. Like I just do it all this inhaling for what? Like yeah, I just it's like the Bud Light of streams. Yes. Oh my we, God. We don't need it. We're, we've graduated. <laughs> oh. is, and that serves a purpose. We we even had to drink Bud Light at, at times in our lives. So yeah. some people have to go through the motions of Blue Dream and then they'll get their shit together and they'll be XJ13. Or like Natty Light. That's like. Oh God, I haven't heard that in so long. It is college. the Natty Light. <laughs> it's the Natty Light, you guys. Get your Natty Light on and then come see me when you want some XJ13. <laughs> come see me when you grow up and your palate you know, changes a bit more and gets more mature. Oh <laughs> but yeah, just, just look for, like I said, look for terpenes that suppress the appetite. Look for, um, cause they have them. Just Google terpenes that suppress, like I said, humulene. Um, you might find that certain things actually work for you better than others. Like, like some things that don't even list that their appetite suppressing. Like I was saying with the, uh, XJ 13, you'll just smoke one one day and be like, Oh, I feel fucking great. I feel like I want to go to the gym and I feel like I'm not going to eat my whole fridge. This is awesome. So you know, you'll find those balances here and there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think that's really great advice. And I didn't even know that you should look for that. 
Awesome. And Thank so you. I just learned something. Awesome. And I wow, actually like Durban Poison. So I didn't even know. Maybe you love it even more. I love it even more. Yeah. Now. And I haven't smoked that one in like a year. See? So it's now probably it's probably bigger and better than ever. Oh my gosh. Don't say it. Now I got to go look for it. All that like science Durban. shit. I know. It's almost kind of scary. Like the fact that I can have like this little electronic rig to dab out of is kind of crazy. Someone got really hyphy. I went to a seminar this week and they were like, you're messing with mother nature. And I was like, whoa, down, everyone's bro. getting really crazy. Just, you know, we, we have to, we have, you guys, it's part of the evolution. You know, when I, my kids ask me these existential questions and I think, oh, I never thought that when I was their age. I'm thinking, thank God. That means they are totally part of the it. evolution. They're, they're, they're leveling up. They're going higher. So mm-hmm. we need to, we, it's okay to have, um, you know, a little bit of science here and there. There's definitely going to serve a purpose with our evolution because if we're not growing and changing, then we are staying stagnant. I think our medicine deserves to grow and change with us. Absolutely. I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, so, um, I think I covered all the main things, you know, we talked about weight loss. We talked about pregnancy we talked about i know i know why do i want to have another kid what's wrong with me i hate myself you're a good mom and you make great children i know they suck the life out literally your whole body morphs into like something you won't even recognize when you're pregnant and it's just like where did i go and everybody will be like you're glowing you're beautiful and it's just like shut the fuck up like I'm an alien. I feel like there's a lot of alien action going in my tummy. Everything is foreign. I can't sleep at night. I'm yes. getting kicked. Like, this is not fun. Oh, God. Yeah. I can only sleep in one position. I forgot about that shit. Oh, Look at man. you. You forgot about it. Oh, man. I, I detach like a motherfucker. Are you kidding me? Like, that is my past life. Snip, 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 snip. <laughs> Never to go there. Oops. Yeah. Never to go there again. Keep, we both keep hitting, hitting this fucking tray, and I keep putting it on the edge. <laughs> we both. <laughs> like, so, like, we're so high, all Like, and I'm just like, Oh my god! This is this is a good one. Though. This was. I hope it was a good one. I feel really good. <laughs> I feel real. I, I, if you guys don't feel it, I, we're feeling it right now. <laughs> so, like, what's next for you? Like, what's going on? What's to come? What What can people look out for with the mommy Jane? Um, you know, I I was finding the right time to announce this, but I figured I might as well do it on your podcast. This is coming out on Thursday. This is so, so exciting! Oh my god! Wow! Very new then. Um. I am embarking on a health coach journey. So in my 2020 goal for um, everyone is to be the best version of myself um, and finish my course um, and do it swiftly and with grace and wisdom and bring it all back to you so that you guys can learn from me um, in the years beyond. Let's, Let's learn and grow together. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. This is great yeah. news. Woo, 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 woo. This is dope. So, Thanks. like, what brought you to the side to like go this path? Uh, you know, it's so funny. As you guys saw in October, or maybe you didn't, but I was kind of going through a, a weird chrysalis growth uh, moment and was like high anxiety, high social anxiety, kind of hermit mode as you know, some of us tend to do, but I uh, didn't realize until recently that that's actually one of the best things you can do for your career is taking a creative break, stepping away from work and realizing what your purpose is. So um, once I started coming back into the light of everything, my girlfriend suggested the Deepak Chopra 21 day of meditation. And I was about four or five days in and um, the guides were telling me that look around your house 
for answers. The answers are already there. Um, and my manager and I were talking on Friday a couple weeks ago and she was like, listen, like what, what, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do with the mommy Jane? Where do you see yourself? What do you enjoy doing? What do you love to do? And, you know, as we're talking on the phone, we, uh, she helped guide me and was like, have you ever considered health coaching? I'm like, there's a health coach. Like there's health coaches. I heard of life coaches. I never heard of health coaching. I know that sounds really crazy. And it's like, well, why is she pursuing it? But once she said that, I immediately started crying. And that's when I knew what? that that was it. I was hysterical. Like I went from like just talking to her to like, ah! <laughs> so, she like strike a chord. Yeah, it struck a chord. Mm-hmm. And then I started looking around my house while I was on the phone with her and it all made sense. Like my nutrient rich, dense cookbooks and, you know, the, the, the health and wellness stuff that's just like abundant around my house. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just crazy. If anyone's ever been in my house, you guys know what I'm talking about. We have stacks of yoga mats in a corner. Mm-hmm. We have more yoga mats than people in our house. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just one of those things that was just so obvious to me. Like spirituality is important. I have a meditation uh, section in my house. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, you know, relationships are really important. I'm going through a really hard time in my marriage right now. And I don't mind disclosing that with you guys because you've all been with me through so many ups and downs. And so, um, another thing this meditation has taught me is to find unconditional love and, and remember why we are here and remember what we're doing as humans and how much forgiveness can we give to not only ourselves, but to the people around us. And so, uh, my goal is to fix myself and then fix everybody along the way. And that's how I'm going to be the best healer that I can be into the new year and into the new decade. And, um, however long I'm allowed on this journey. Yes. I love that. Preach, 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 preach. I love that. I love that so much. I'm so happy. Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. It was just like, this thing was like one thing led to another world. It was just like, and it just felt right. And, um, you know, I told my parents and they were super supportive and my husband for once was not like, are you sure about this? Like, he's like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, like everyone gets it now. Everyone gets it. Cause it's like, of course, Jazz. I had this one friend, Gina, she, if she ever listens to this, she's been asking me for years to like, be my life coach, be my life coach. You're, I always feel so positive around anyone. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a life coach. I'm not a life coach. And so mm-hmm. I just, when she said health coach and told me what they did and I listened to all the things and I was like five out of five of the questions, like, do you like this? Do you like this? Do you do this? I'm like, okay, this is it. I got it. I got it. Okay, guys, I got it. Like mm-hmm. it was like a mallet on top of the head. And so you guys, when you feel that connection, when it all makes sense, I'm sure you felt that way when you started this, like it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then the like stuff falls into place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it happens so like, so, um, organically. Yes. So pure. Yeah. It's like watching a, a child be born and literally grow in front of you. It's so rewarding. Like that's your baby, you know? Damn. And you make good babies. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> damn, I got some like cute, cute blooming yes i love you all <laughs> and at least one of you will make me money i don't know about the other <laughs> i don't know about the other two we'll that's see an honest mom right yeah. there too i love it so much it's like i don't know where we're going with this yet but we'll see i don't know where your talents will take you yeah but um always optimistic you can do anything kids just put your put your mind to it so <laughs> oh my god but i'm so excited so that's so great so thank you, you should, will you be like taking clients or like, yeah, I'm going to take, I'm supposed to take, I think it's two clients while I'm going through that process. Right. And then, um, once the course is completed, then it's like open season, I guess. So oh, <laughs> we'll yes. go from there. You guys, this, this isn't going to be like an overnight thing, which was 
why I was hesitant, but I don't want to say I'm not doing anything because I'm, I am doing something. And, um, by the time you guys hear this, actually, uh, you'll have had a chance to watch the My Bud Vase commercial that's that was released on Sunday. So I was really excited to be a part of that and be flown out to New York to participate in such a groundbreaking commercial. Oh um, gosh, I love being so able to, cool. yeah, I got to play a plant mom, which is essentially what I am. So uh, <laughs> wait, I hope you guys enjoy that. And I hope that breaks the stigma. And I hope we see more commercials like this. And I hope I get to participate in them. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Wait, where's the commercial going to play? That's what I want to know, right? We're going to see it on Instagram Sunday for sure. But, um, or we did see it on Sunday past tense. You guys (laughs) saw it on Sunday. How exciting. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I believe that it's going to go as far as it can go. Doreen is a, uh, she's a go-getter. So I'm sure it'll go She's been in, in Times Square. She's had advertisements in Times Square for my bud vase. What? Yeah, she's crazy. I love it. I love it. We need that. more women like that. Be ambitious. Why not you? You can do anything you, as long as you put your mind to it. And that's the way I feel about it. And that's what led me here to today. Bam. <laughs> Yay, Mommy Jane. Yay, us. <laughs> <laughs> so, so happy that you're here. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or mention that we didn't quite touch on? Um, support more women in cannabis. Mm-hmm. Follow more women in cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, social media is not a billboard. Talk to people. Okay. It's not for you to stare at. It's for you to socialize. That's why it's called social media. And you never know what kind of connections you can make if you put that anxiety aside and start speaking up on the platforms that um, are meant to be spoken on. I love that. And you know what? I've been realizing that more, but I think I've been, I'm naturally a very chatty person. And I've been talking to people on Instagram that I don't even know who live like across the country, but like just talking to them for like years. Like, just, hey, how you doing? Like, just, oh my gosh, me too, girl. Like, Mm -hmm. just casually. And that's what it's meant to do, connect you to people who think like you. So you know that, like, you're not alone. Like, you have friends and virtual friends. But, like, if I'm in your city, let's hang out, you know? (laughs) You'd be surprised how many people I've met face-to-face across the country that I never thought I would get a chance to meet because of Instagram and because of this industry. You just never know. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so emphasis on social, you know, Mm -hmm. social media. So like socialize, send a DM to somebody today, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And I'm getting better at checking mine. I did like 45 today. So I'm going through them, you guys. I'm just, it's a daunting thing, man. And people like myself and uh, Blunt Blowing Mama, it's it's a lot of it's, anxiety. Yeah, it's a lot, you guys. It's a lot because we're, you know, we have lives outside of, of the cannabis industry too. And we're we love moms. the affection and attention that we get from our wonderful followers. But um, understand that energy is extended out every time we do respond to that as well. And we have to preserve it. So if it takes a couple of weeks or a couple months for us to get back to you understand that we are doing the best we can we are totally doing the best we can absolutely i'm so glad you said that and i i'd like joke about it but it's like very real that like i see that i have like 20 unread messages and it gives me so much anxiety every time i open the fucking app so i'm just like oh they're growing because <laughs> even if she spent two minutes that's still 40 minutes of her life if not more that's going to be 
you know, and then that yeah. keeps on going. You guys, it's like if I if I sit there and spend one hour on my phone. Think about just being a zombie mom, like sitting on the couch for one hour on your phone while your kids are playing around you. You feel like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you feel true. like an asshole parent. And so, like to do that, it's tremendous sacrifice. And, yes, and it's because I love blunt blowing mama. I love you guys, but I also like just it's it takes away time from my kids. Like sometimes I feel bad. Like right now, my kids are at the park with the babysitter i feel bad i want to be with them at the park but you know like or i actually want to like i don't know have like just sleep for five hours <laughs> like you know and like have the babysitter take them away and like yeah real shit but i'm using this time to work on blood boy mama because i love you guys and because i think that you guys need to hear this content because I never knew that so many women like me were out there and it's so refreshing to know you're not alone, to know you're not a bad mom because you smoke weed, Amen. you know, by the way, check out the merch. Yeah, Thank <laughs> God for making merch that actually is going to resonate with how we feel because we don't have that yet. We really don't have that as moms. Like, yes, mm-hmm. we have some mom shirts, but like true mom statements, mm-hmm. like, man, exactly how we feel you yeah. know where you read those shirts and you're like yes yeah and you guys are like seriously loving that fucking shirt um so much i was i when i made it i was like this might be too much like is this too in your face no and way. my boyfriend was like no babe just 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 put it up i'm just like okay he's like my he's like my sounding board like he keeps he's from brooklyn he keeps it 100 oh, with me God. all the time he found a gold yeah mine. so he's just yes. like that's whack like no that's ugly i don't like it i'm just like oh my god be nice i like the fonts you she chooses i did a whole semester of fonts when i was in art school and i fucking love fonts and I, that's one thing i noticed about her merch she has the best fonts it's because i'm a journalist so Ugh. i have an eye and i'm i'm also like I'm an editor. So like I edit things. I look at words. Like I just know she's an artist. I'm a writer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not an artist. I don't know. I'm a crazy writer. Totally. (laughs) Art is your word. Uh, So I, but (laughs) that's true. That's true. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's hard. As women, like fucking take a compliment, bitch. Take that compliment. (laughs) Put it on that platter. You deserve it, honey. Thank you. So thank you so much, you know, for coming in and chatting with me. I think people are really going to like resonate and love this episode so much. And I'd love to have you back on again in the future. Okay, right on. Like when you're ready to take clients, like come back. Let's let's talk some more. I mommy Jane a year from now. Okay. We'll have so much more to I share. Love this. You oh know, my gosh, you're yes. gonna have so much more. Like I look forward to watching your journey and your growth. Thank so. you. Oh Super my excited gosh. for thank you. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. No problem. So I mean, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Blunt Boy Mama Podcast. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for listening, you guys. <laughs> so that is a wrap. Wow. <laughs> that was easy peasy. Of course. Okay, oh, we got it done in time for your baby to to come back. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. So thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with the mommy Jane. I just I really love chatting with her so much. She's so like awesome and radiant in person and just like so kind and 
warm. And I'm so excited about this new path that she's heading on and everything she's going to be able to bring back, you know, and utilize in the cannabis industry, you know, that extra knowledge. So, you know, there's nothing ever wrong with learning more. You can never know too much, like for real. So props to her. I'm so excited for her. I told her, you know, after she finishes and gets her certifications and everything that she has to come back. So she said she will. So the Mommy Jane will definitely be back later on 2020 um, to do another, you know, episode of the podcast. So that's going to be lit. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Otherwise, I mean, thank you so much for listening again. I appreciate y'all. Y'all are the best. I love y'all. I fucks with y'all. Heavy fucks with y'all. Um, yeah. And if you really are enjoying this podcast, please share it. You know, sharing is caring. Share it with a friend, a family member, a coworker, a cousin, somebody who just wants to listen to something, you know, then tell them to listen to this. <laughs> and an Apple podcast, if you are using that, then please leave a rating, leave a review for me. I love reading those. And the more of those I get, the more I'm able to show up in other people's feeds and find other women who need to hear this podcast so that they know that they're not bad moms or smoking weed because there's a whole bunch of us that do it too, you know? <laughs> and once you realize you're not alone, oh my God, that's a fucking game changer. That's a fucking game changer. Like there's, <sighs> what? So, you know, it liberates you in a sense. It liberates you because you realize that you have a tribe and now you have that protection. You have that cover. You have that that those people to kind of fall back on. And that's what I love about social media um, is it gives you that in a way that you never would have had before. Um, so, yeah. Um, like what blowing mama on Facebook, like Blunt Blonde Mama on Twitter, follow Blunt Blonde Mama on Instagram, follow BBM Clothing Line on Instagram for the latest info on all things BBM merch. Y'all know I got those Christmas sweaters right now. The all I want for Christmas is weed and Santa Baby put some weed under the tree for me. Yeah, that's on some shirts and you guys know you're going to want them. <laughs> so stop playing. <laughs> treat yourself. I have a promo code for you guys to get 10% off your purchase. Just use promo code BBM10 and you'll get 10% off. Boom. Um, yeah. If you're really wanting to go the extra, <laughs> the extra mile, um, and supporting Blunt Blowing Mama, then become a Blunt Blowing Mama patron. Get up to three extra episodes of the podcast a month, get free merch, get to chat with me whenever because, well, you'll be able to use the uh, platform to get to me directly, put in on show ideas, you know, all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, I think being a patron is dope and plus it's just... <sighs> Helps me keep the keep the lights on at uh, old blunt blowing mama headquarters. <laughs> oh my 
my gosh. Anyways, y'all, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. All the love. I can't believe Blunt Boy Mama has over 10,000 followers now on Instagram. It's so lit, yo. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. (sighs) Y'all are the shit. Bye.